If you're new to the valley and you haven't seen a dust storm yet, odds are you've heard about them. The skies over Phoenix turned ominous today when a huge cloud of dust blew in. Time-lapse video shows a smothering, thick red cloud. Drivers were being warned to pull over. In a matter of minutes, the bright sky near Phoenix, Arizona turns red. People run inside a church for shelter as howling winds blow down trees and shatter windows. One thing about these storms that sets them apart from other weather events like tornadoes or tsunamis is that Maricopa County doesn't use sirens to alert people when a dust storm hits. Listener Amy Donahue asked about this. Turns out there's a few reasons why we forego sirens. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. In today's episode, podcast editor Katie O'Connell finds out why Maricopa County doesn't use sirens when there's a dust storm. Let's start from the top. What is a dust storm? Technically, anytime the wind lofts dust into the air, it's a dust storm. These storms can happen anytime throughout the year, although most people will think of the ones that happen in the summer. Wow, look at this. What else can you say about a wall of dust that's about a mile high and maybe 50 miles wide that descended on downtown Phoenix and swept across the valley east to west? Just how are those dust storms created? And essentially, uh, thunderstorms, you know, produce very windy conditions, very localized. And you might get a downburst with that really intense wind uh, focusing on the surface. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, air has nowhere to go but out. And as it goes out along the surface, it, it picks up dust. And typically we see that, you know, in the open desert and over farm fields. That's Andrew Deemer. He's a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Phoenix. You know, you have that gust front, uh, really strong winds, and, you know, it picks up that dust, and you just see that wall of dust, you know, come at you, it seems, you know, almost like the apocalypse. Dust storms are detected in a number of ways. If it's the summer and there's a thunderstorm, the National Weather Service will monitor it to see if it's going to be severe. And then from that point on, we're, we're trying to Uh, typically use our radar. We're trying to to sense inside the storm, see if we can get an idea of how strong the winds are. And we can get a potential that even before the storm, um, just by looking at different atmospheric conditions. Um, But if there are a lot of thunderstorms around, seeing conditions on the ground through the radar is difficult. uh, You can't see through the clouds. You can't really see the surface. That's where social media comes in. Andrew said that something as simple as a photo sent to them via Twitter can help them see ground conditions. Airports also have weather sensors that can give visibility readings to the National Weather Service. And the Arizona Department of Transportation worked with different partners to install sensors, as well as a radar, along a stretch of I-10 that tends to get dust storms. So now that we know what a dust storm is, and we know how they're detected, let's look at what comes next. How are people in the valley alerted to potential dust storms? And why aren't sirens used to alert them? Once a dust storm is detected, 
the National Weather Service starts looking at its impact on visibility. The National Weather Service can issue a blowing dust advisory. That's issued to the general public, as well as their partners such as ADOT and local municipalities. It's just basically like a heads up, like, hey, you know, there's some dust out there. You know, visibility might be reduced down to a mile, half a mile, but you'll probably be okay. Depending on the severity of the storm, they can also issue a dust storm warning. That happens when visibility is down to a quarter of a mile. But of course, I think people are most familiar with uh, the Wii alerts on our cell phones, right? That, that wonderful buzz and, you know, then, you know, oh, there's a dust storm warning. Um, you know, that, that's, uh, that's probably the, the most significant way that we get that message out. Who receives the WIA, that's a weather emergency alert, is pretty specific. You know, essentially, I'm looking at the radar. If I see a dust storm, I draw a box around that dust storm or where I think is going to be impacted. And then that polygon information is transmitted uh, through, through wires and through some back channels that will then go through your cell phone. So and only the cell phones that are tethered either into that polygon or cell towers in that polygon get alerted. Andrew said that the National Weather Service in Phoenix does not have sirens at their disposal. And that's not unusual. It turns out that most sirens are owned and operated by local municipalities or local emergency managers. Now, Those local emergency managers might work with the National Weather Service, but it's not the National Weather Service that's ringing the siren. And in the Valley, there's one primary reason we don't hear sirens when a dust storm is coming. We don't have them. Maricopa County does not own sirens for weather-related events. In fact, the county only has one type of siren. Uh, The only real uh, situation that I can think of where the county is involved in the use of sirens has to do specifically with the Palo Verde generating station west of the city of Phoenix. Um, There are sirens placed within a 10-mile radius there of the plant. So if there's a serious mishap or malfunction at the plant, the people that are most vulnerable to negative impacts from that situation will hear those sirens activated. That's Jesus Haro. He's an emergency services planner with the Maricopa County Department of Emergency Management. Jesus said that department is primarily tasked with responding to issues in unincorporated Maricopa County. However, they have partnerships with local jurisdictions as well. The vast majority of the, of the time at the county, we're not going to get involved with dust storm messaging unless it's something that occurs as a result of the dust storm or unless there's a, a significant or serious precautionary message that needs to be sent to people that will be impacted by the dust storm. I asked Jesus why Maricopa County wouldn't use sirens as part of their messaging. He said there are a few reasons. Reason number one. Sirens aren't as uniform as we might assume. And the the thing about sirens is sirens certainly can be a very valuable tool in getting warning notification out to people that are at risk. But 
even if you look at areas where sirens are more plentiful, say the Midwest or Tornado Alley, for example, um, locations like that, even there, you're not going to find sirens in every town. You're going to find towns that don't have sirens. Um, in California, for example, where tsunamis can be a very big problem, some towns have sirens and some don't. Reason number two. Even where sirens exist, using them to alert people about weather emergencies is just the beginning. Jesus said it's important to have multiple ways of receiving information. That includes weather radios and cell phone notifications. So it's really important to have those redundant methods. Know what radio stations you can get emergency information from. Know what media outlets you can get emergency notifications from and sign up for those as well because you never know what might be available and what might not be available depending on where you are. Reason number three. Sirens aren't as clear as other forms of messaging. If you get a message on your phone that says there's a dust storm warning and that visibility will be impacted, you know exactly what that means. Jesus said it's important for sirens to be used in tandem with public education. So in that situation where I mentioned previously the sirens around the Palo Verde generating station, it's important that we engage in a routine educational effort with those residents to let them know if these sirens go off, it's because of an issue at the plant. It's not because we're expecting a tornado to barrel through. Andrew put it this way. If you're outside, say you're in your backyard, you're going to see a dust storm coming. That gives you a chance to go inside. Dust storms don't have the same immediate impact as, say, a tornado with 200 mile per hour winds and flying debris. But really, you know, even with the idea of dust storms, they're most impactful for folks on the road who are driving. You know, if you're driving on I-10, you're going 70, 80 miles an hour at least. Probably got the radio on. You're probably listening to this podcast. You're not going to hear a siren, even if it goes off. But the targeted cell phone warnings? Well, those are a lot more likely to get through. What happens if you get one of those alerts? Well, that depends on your location. If you're already inside, stay inside. Wait it out. If you're at home, close your windows to prevent dust from entering your house. If possible, and if, if the temperature isn't too bad, you know, try not to run the AC so that it's not bringing that dust into your home and potentially causing issues for, for people with health uh, or breathing problems. If you're on the road, pull over. Avoid driving into that storm if you can avoid it. Um, get off of that road. Find somewhere to ride the storm out. If you can't get off the road and, and exit the freeway completely, then what you want to do is pull aside. You want to get off of that traveled portion of the roadway completely off the pavement. And then once you're off the pavement, uh, stay in your vehicle, keep your seatbelts on, but turn off your lights, turn off your hazards, and do not step on your brake. And the reason you do all those things is because when visibility gets that bad in blowing dust, sometimes the vehicle behind you will use your tail, tail lights as a guide. 
and you don't want them to do that and potentially rear end you in a very bad dust storm situation. So Kayla, that's the reason why we don't have sirens for dust storms. We're lacking the infrastructure to have the sirens, and even if we had them, they're not the best form of messaging. If our listeners want to find out more information on how to prepare for different weather scenarios, Andrew and Jesus had a few suggestions. You can visit maricopa.gov monsoon. You can also follow the Department of Emergency Management and the Phoenix branch of the National Weather Service on social media. Thanks so much for that, Katie. And listeners, if you're new to Valley 101 and you're curious about Arizona's weather, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Scroll back in your feed and you'll find episodes about haboobs, what makes our rain smell wonderful, and much more. If there's something you're curious about, please let us know. You can submit your questions at valley101podcast.azcentral.com. You can also send them to us on Twitter. We're at valley101pod. One final programming note, audio in today's episode comes from Fox 10 Phoenix, ABC News, and CBS Evening News. I'm Kayla White signing off until next week.